The Chicago Bulls are all but expected to shut down Lonzo Ball for the remainder of the season officially. And we're going to talk about what that could look like and mean for the Chicago Bulls and how they need to attack this offseason and how it could really affect how they uh, go into free agency with Kobe and Io both set to be free agents. We're also going to talk about the Bulls being second in attendance and dive into the mailbag. We're going to get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. All right, Bulls fans. So there's been a lot of reports that the Bulls are expected sometime around this All-Star break or during this All-Star break, I should say, to officially shut down Lonzo Ball for the rest of the season. And my thoughts on that are, okay, that's kind of what's been expected. If you've been listening to me and Pat over on Locked on Bulls, while I did have some optimism on Lonzo Ball's return at the beginning of the season, as things just went along and as we passed that initial four to six week period and didn't hear anything, and then another four to six weeks went by without hearing anything, and then Yes, the, the videos of Lonzo Ball, things like that, it did bring some, you know, some some optimism and hope. But most recent news that we got is that he's still not running. He's still not cutting. And it it's highly unlikely that he's going to play this season. Now, when this is officially announced, if this is officially announced, I may do a special episode if there's some new information gained from it. But with how the Chicago Bulls have really been reluctant to officially say anything on how Lonzo's tracking or not tracking, over this recovery period, I just don't expect us to really hear any other thing that like eliminates or, or makes it more clear on if he's either even going to be available next season. And, you know, to bring all that home, I think what that means going into an offseason in which Kobe White and Io DeSumo are both set to be free agents and we already have, um, you know, Lonzo still going to be under contract, Alice Caruso still under contract. And I've talked about it before. If the Chicago Bulls resign both Io and Kobe White with who they, with already having Caruso, already having Alonzo, with Zach Levine being under contract, that brings our payroll of guards up to, it's going to be between 95 and 99 million just in guards on this roster. And that's a roster that, keep in mind, with nine guaranteed players under contract, that's even before we re-sign Io or, or uh, Kobe, we're already over the salary cap, but under the luxury tax. So, it's going to make it real interesting on what this team has to do um, in the offseason to, you know, improve that guard position that we all know we're hoping for a buyout candidate to come in here and help the Bulls for the remainder of the season at the point guard position. But it listen, I've said it before and I'm going to keep saying it until other other things happen. The Bulls are always going to have to spend a lot of money on guards and specifically in backup point guards as long as Lonzo Ball is on this roster. Now, I'm not calling for Lonzo not to be on the roster because if there is signs, if internally this team is confident that he will be back next season, then all right, cool. Because when Lonzo was on the court, he's everything you want in a backcourt mate next to Zach Levine. We just need to get him on the court. You guys can let me know. What are your expectations? How do you feel? Do you think that this changes anything that the Bulls do in the offseason with the guard position? Let me know that down below. Now, I do want to talk about this in the next topic, and that's, you know, some Bulls pages, and I'll, I'll, I'll refrain from using their name. Uh, have started this mindset of, oh, well, with the Bulls losing, if they keep losing, they're going to have to make a change. The ownership's going to have to have to sell. The ownership, like, the Bulls are still second in, in attendance in the NBA. And once this news came out, it's just, it's reflect, like, the Bulls are an institution. The United Center is one of the best stadiums for basketball in the country. I don't know, if you guys have not been to the United Center, you absolutely need to go. The United Center, I always call it one of the sanctuaries because it truly is that. Um, when you go into the United City, you just get this feeling. And, of course, I've been a lifelong Bulls fan, so it may be a little bit different for me, but 
it does not surprise me that the Bulls are second in attendance, but what it does come to is that with that, until the t- attendance does drop, and if the Bulls ever fall out of the top five to top ten, which we're always in, is that going to wake up the Reinsdorf so how they need maybe do something different? And I'm not hopeful. I've been a, I'm 36 years old. I've been a fan of this team for 36 years. We've seen some good times. We've seen some great times. We've seen some absolutely dog shit ass, terrible times with this franchise, and it all remains true. Jerry Reinsdorf does not like spending into the luxury tax. We've only done it once since the luxury tax was a thing, and then we immediately got out of that luxury tax once we found out and knew that we weren't going to be a championship team and Derrick Rose was still battling those injuries. So I don't expect the attendance to drop for the Chicago Bulls. I know there's a lot of discourse. There's a lot of unhappiness, as we should be with the Chicago Bulls uh, and the product they're putting on the court right now. But I just I just don't know if, if, if the attendance ever dips low enough and long enough for that to be the thing that wakes up uh, Jerry Reinsdorf and the, and the Bulls' ownership. But let's keep it moving. Uh, next topic, and the last topic before we get into the voicemail, is chances that Billy Donovan will be fine. So the Bulls go into uh, the, the All-Star break, extremely, what, seven games below 500. We look like crap. Um, you know, looked like crap at the back end of last season. And really, over the course of his, his tenure here with the Chicago Bulls, Billy Donovan has, has failed to do a few things. We haven't won at a high level, except the what, first 25, 33 games of last season. Um, we haven't developed young players, any young talent on this team to where we feel like we, we're developing the next young star. Um, and then even the roster construction, which there is faultiness with the roster construction. Let's be clear here. AK and Eversley put together a roster that was in unbalanced. But even with that, there are times where people that are paid highly on this team just aren't used to the best of their abilities. And, you know, there's a lot of discourse around Billy Donovan. Shout out to Wynton Mahorn, one of the OGs here of this channel. And, you know, if you if you guys see him, whether it be on Twitter, whether it be on the channel, usually he goes back to coaching with everything. And there's a lot of Bulls fans that share that sentiment. There are other things wrong with this team. But the biggest question here is, even if the Bulls were to go full rebuild, do we have the coach that's locked in that's going to develop that talent? That's the biggest question here. And so there is some precedent. While I have been very vocal and I still maintain the Bulls are not going to fire Billy Donovan while he's in the middle of a contract extension. But Jim Boylan was fired 16 months after signing a multi-year deal. That's part of the reason why we're still paying Jim Boylan. I think we're still paying him. This may be the last season we're paying him or next season. But so there is some precedent there. And so while Jim Boylan was statistically the worst coach in franchise history in attendance and merchandise, Sales took a dip when he was the coach. But keep in mind, the Bulls ownership tried to convince Acme to keep hold on to Jim Boylan when they did eventually fire him. So it's something, there is a precedent set for us firing coaches before while they still have an extension, but there's also a precedent set with ownership wanting to hold on to a coach even after seeing attendance and merchandise sales take a dip. So when we go back to all this, like, should Billy Donovan be on the hot seat? Absolutely. I don't think there's any question about if Billy Donovan should be on the hot seat for the Chicago Bulls. The biggest question is, will ownership allow this front office to do the necessary thing and maybe move on from Jim Boylan, especially when you look at whatever they need to do with the roster in the offseason? I hold no doubt that while Billy hasn't been dealt the best hand or the best overall roster in, in, in regards to the back end of the bench and the most balance on that roster, still, we've seen him not develop rookies. Dalen Terry, who looks like a player who... Now, you know, probably should get minutes. It seems like there's a reluctance to even give him those. To me, I, I, I look at it this. I think we're in for at least two more years after this season of Billy Donovan. 
But I do think that the signs are there that Billy Donovan is not long for the Chicago Bulls team. Now, it's unfortunate that he did get a secret extension, and that it can even play into the fact of, hey, what are you thinking here if you gave him an extension? We still don't necessarily know if it was more of a Ryan Dorfian move or if it was AK and Eversley really trusting their head coach. It seems like. I've, I've always held the concept and thought that because uh, Billy Donovan has talked about the fact that he talks to the Reinsdorfs almost every day, that it was more of a Reinsdorf type move. But I could be wrong in that. And if that is an A.K. and Eversley move, like I said before, sometimes the reluctance from A.K. and Eversley to admit their mistakes, definitely it makes it more concerning on how we're going to dig ourselves out this current hole that we're in. But I guess we'll see what it means. But I do absolutely believe and think Billy Donovan should be on the hot seat. Biggest question is, is Willie. All right, now, let's get into the voicemails for today. This first one up, this one's from Vaughn. What's up, Hayes? This is Vaughn. I've been thinking, man, the Bulls front office are such a tough spot right now, in my opinion. They say Caruso is untouchable, but we need a point guard, and we still have to re-sign Io and Kobe, and Zoe's availability is up in the air. Uh, even if Zoe does return, I just don't see how we can keep all of these guards together. I know they claim Caruso is untouchable and all that, but I'll be really disappointed if we lose Kobe or Io for nothing just to keep Caruso around who at this point while he's a great defender, I feel like he's at his peak. I mean, he is what he is. And I like to see Kobe and Io in this organization develop and just be here a little longer. Um, I don't envy what decision the Bulls have to make, but if it were you knowing you need a guard, especially because Zoe needs to get back in rhythm if he returns next year, while also having many other holes to fill, while also trying to stay under the luxury tax because of the Ryan's doors. Which guard is the odd one out at that point? They all deserve playing time, so it's hard to say. But just want to know your thoughts on this. I'm out. Peace. All right. And Vaughn uh, says that the front office is in a tough spot. And I want to correct something. So he said in there that Caruso's untouchable. Let's be clear. Caruso's not untouchable. It was reported that their asking price for him is so high that it kind of makes him untouchable, especially at the trade deadline. But it does seem like there is experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, Bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code BULLCENTRAL. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. Some movement on the willingness to move him, but keep in mind, because Caruso is most valuable for a team that is contending and has a roster built for that, that the Bulls wanting two first-round picks, keep in mind, both those first-round picks are going to probably be end up being in the 20s, so it kind of makes sense in that area. Now, do I think that asking price could change in the offseason, especially with what I talked about earlier with the fact of Lonzo, we still don't know there, right? That's the biggest thing. And in your question you asked, losing Kobe or Io in this offseason, I think it all goes down to, and who's the odd man out, on how healthy is Lonzo Ball to start the season? If the Bulls are not confident, in Lonzo's ability to be ready to go at the start of the season, I do think that we may see them keep everybody, maybe try to move Caruso at the draft, maybe get into that draft. We could see um, them re-sign everyone and then try to move them at next year's trade deadline, kind of like what Orlando did with Mobamba. We could see something like that. 
But the fact of the matter remains, unless this team is going to move one of the big three in one of those sizable contracts, which the, even then we're still looking at that point, re-signing Nikola Vucevic if we keep two out the big three, something needs to give if the Bulls are going to continue to try to avoid the luxury tax. And that's going to be the most interesting thing to watch because keep in mind, the Bulls will have another mid-level exception. That mid-level exception alone will take them into the luxury tax if they sign players up to that full mid-level exception, if they sign one player at the full mid-level exception. And then you still have to look at the Kobe, at the Io, at Vooch. What you, you have to look at those areas and what are you going to do with those players? So listen, they're not in a good spot. But to answer your question, who's the odd man out in that situation? Oh man, that's difficult. I would say that I probably think it's going to be Kobe if I had to pick one. But I do think that there is a chance that it could be Caruso. Um, but if just in the framework of your question, you asked if it's going to be Kobe or Io, if I had to pick between those two, unfortunately, I'm not saying this is the one that I would pick, but I think it may end up being Kobe. I think Kobe can net more money. I think when you look at Io, uh, they're, they're around the same age, but I think him being from Chicago, I don't know, man. And it, it, keep in mind, Io is a pick of this front office. And if this front office is more towards keeping their own picks, Io could be the one that stays. Let me know what you guys think on that one down below. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Shay. Yo, Hayes, man. I know that you may disagree. And I know you talked about this on your show before, but uh, if we run out of options with point guard, because I, I feel like Russell Westbrook ain't going to want to come here. And I know for a fact uh, John Wall is probably going to want to go elsewhere. I say we should bring in Derrick Rose. Now, look, man. I'm not saying that he's the end-all, be-all. Well, hey, he might be the end-all, be-all at this point because the man knows how to ball handle. He does know how to play make a little bit ever since he's lost some of his explosion as an athletic point guard. And that's right. He can take the pressure off Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan and Vooch. And on top of that, man, let's face it, he does know how to handle himself in clutch situations. And, and let's be honest. He, only, he doesn't really turn the ball over as much when it comes to those clutch game-closing situations. Now, look, I know he's not the Derrick Rose of all, whatever, whatever. But let's, let's see. From the last couple of games that we've almost won that ended up in losses, the one thing that we struggled with was turnovers. Now, Derrick Rose has turned turn the ball over a little bit himself, but, I mean, he he he's a guy that has experience, and he's a guy that comes through in clutch situations. And the way I see it, people are already focused on Demar when it comes to, when it comes down to game time situations. I feel like Derrick Rose definitely takes the pressure off of him, and he can mentor Zach Levine into being a much better player when it comes to IQ wise. And hell, he might could show Io a thing or two because hey, I'm willing to throw shit to the fan right now. Anyway, tell me what you think. Shea brings up a great point, and a point that I was not interested in bringing Derrick Rose back for a trade. Because to me, bringing, sending out pieces to bring back somebody who doesn't necessarily help in a lot of the areas the Chicago Bulls do need, especially at that point in time. We hope that the Bulls are going to be trading for size and or shooting. But as a buyout candidate, I'm not against Derrick Rose coming back at all. Now, the question is, is he going to be bought out? That's the biggest question. And that's one that I don't think we necessarily have the answer to as of yet. But if he is bought out, oh, I need them to be the first one at the door to try to bring Derrick Rose back. Um, not only because I do think that he brings some of the mentality that we want, but 
the question is too is can Derrick Rose stay healthy? Let me let me be clear here. I don't think Derrick Rose is the answer. I don't think necessarily signing Derrick Rose is all of a sudden make the Chicago Bulls a playoff team. I think Russ is the best candidate for that. But to Shay's point, when he talked about, you know, we're not sure if they're going to want to come to Chicago. I think Derrick Rose, if he's bought out by New York, would be incentivized to come back home to Chicago, um, to a franchise that is absolutely going to love him for the 23 games that he, 20 or so games he's going to come back to, but also a place where he has roots, a place that he has history, a place that you know that he's going to be appreciated. And depending on where they sit him in the ro- in the rotation, right, it, it just depends. Now, Derrick Rose is a far cry from the Derrick Rose that we remember, of course, and I think everybody knows that. I definitely don't think at that point he comes in as a starter or anything, but I do think as a buyout candidate, I wouldn't mind Derrick Rose at all. All right, let's get into the last voicemail for today. This one's from Brian Washington. Hey, what's up, Hayes? Um, listen to your, your show a lot. This, this is Brian Washington, man. Um, I was just thinking, man, like I was just reading a lot of stuff about this team, this Bulls team. By them low-key signing Billy Donovan to that unknown contract extension, I kind of do – what's your thoughts on – I kind of do believe that they're um, they're going into rebuild. I really do believe that. Because I was thinking about a lot of stuff like what, with all the contracts coming up, they didn't make a move, they don't have any draft picks, and I, I'm thinking about all that, and then they low-key sign him to an extension and still don't make any move, not even in the buyout, like – I think their plan is to rebuild. I think the plan is to rebuild. What's your thoughts on that, man? All right. So let me be clear here first. Uh, Brian said that the Bulls have not made a move via, via buyout. Russ has not been officially bought out yet. There's still that hanging. Like, we don't even know if he is going to be bought out. He's not officially been bought out as of this recording as of yet. Now, John Wall has been. I think that John Wall kind of already knows and is expected to go where he goes. I think he's kind of just waiting to see if, Russ is bought out and if the team that maybe he's planning to go to decides to go in that direction but I think that John Wall thing is kind of predetermined as far as not having draft picks I fight back against this all the time yes we don't have our own first round pick in this draft and we could walk away from this draft not having any picks so there is that but we do have ton we have five out of our next seven draft first round picks we do so the Bulls do have draft capital we absolutely do have it and if the Bulls were to go to a full rebuild, that draft capital would be maximized. Now, would the Bulls be incentivized to go tank? I've talked about this. I talked about this on yesterday's mailbag. There's no reason for the Bulls to go full rebuild right now. It doesn't make sense. Now, if, if the Bulls are, I think they're, if they attack this offseason and try to add talent and then see what they can do, I don't know if they're going to necessarily go into the luxury tax and try, you know, extremely hard. But if they do add talent and then want to see bringing some of this or most of this roster back with some key changes, they may want to take a look at that, and then if you don't work, that is your next. That is the opportunity then to go full rebuild. You have your full, uh, your own draft pick outright in 2024. Um, but I don't think, and I don't agree that the Bulls are going full rebuild right now. I just, I don't see that happen. I don't think that the Bulls are going to make the the trades to send out the talent they would have to be for it to technically be a full rebuild. I do think there's a world in which Zach Levine may be the only one of our schmedium three to come back, but um, I don't necessarily think that the Bulls are going to go full rebuild i think they're going to be trying to stay at a level of competing and and getting to places but they may be incentivized to you know kind of see and play and see how their own picks play out naturally over the course of the next couple seasons i've talked about the aspect if the bulls do get lucky which they have a 32 percent chance to keep their own first round pick this year if by by chance they don't tanker anything and they just 
keep their own first round pick. They fall in the top four. At that point, AK could be presented with an interesting scenario. Do you then ride out and, and see whatever you, whoever you get in the first round, do you wait one to two years to see if they develop into that star? And then you maybe send out a Zach Levine, you send out another player. But then at that point, it still wouldn't be a full rebuild. I think they're we in for a retooling and several retoolings back to back, more so than a full rebuild. That's my personal opinion, but I could be wrong on that. You guys, again, can let me know what you think on all that down below. But that is it for today's mailbag episode. Make sure you follow the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail, for our mailback episodes, which we'll be playing voicemails when we get them all throughout the week since the Bulls don't play again till Friday. The number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See red, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.